Hey guys, what's up? This is William, the Opinion Updike. What's up, guys? I am Honest Chuck Mockler, and uh, we're the two new hosts of the Locked, Locked on, on Clippers, Clippers podcast. Yeah. Pretty excited about it. Uh, I'm a comedian here in Los Angeles. And I'm a writer also in Los Angeles. We're both big Clippers fans, and we're going to be coming to you every weekday during the regular season to bring you news from all around the NBA, as well as a specific focus on your favorite Los Angeles <laughs> basketball team. The best one. The best one, the Clippers. Yeah, today, I think in the offseason, we're going to be doing these maybe once a week, uh, you know, or as things pop up, if they're important, we'll get some done. Today, we're just going to kind of run through, I guess, to introduce ourselves to you guys, why we're Clippers fans. Um, then we'll do just some blanket NBA news, and then third segment's really going to focus heavily on Clippers stuff. Uh, we got some contract stuff with Trez and Tobias. So, yeah, it's going to be pretty laid back today, I think. Yeah, totally. Um, right off the bat, just because we're Clippers fans, it's funny. I think every single time you tell someone else you're a Clippers fan, you always get asked, why? <laughs> That's <laughs> always yeah. the question. Uh, and I guess for me, uh, I moved here. We both moved here from Montana and basically because of, I think, self-respect, really. We couldn't become Lakers fans. No, it's never been a team that I've been able to relate to. Yeah, I'm not a fancy guy. No. So I don't consider myself like a Showtime Lakers type of personality or something like that. Yeah, definitely. It was a little weird, though, you know, because we kind of, we, we got into L.A. right at the end of Vinny Del Negro's tender. Yeah. Which was... It, it was a time, I think, that was maybe easy to be a, a Clippers fan from a, a winning perspective. Yeah. I still think it's call. I still think it was difficult to be a Clippers fan from like a personality perspective. Yeah, cuz that time especially was it was pre-Lob City. They yeah. had two of It was the still three. Donald Donald Sterling time. Oh yeah, that was fan of the team not the owner. <laughs> yeah, maybe it wasn't the best time to be a, a a really loud and proud Clippers fan. Yeah, that was some more questions you had to deal with, but and it was a really cool transition time because two of the three pieces of Lob City were there, which mm -hmm. was, and it was kind of interesting to see that transition into, because personally, the Lob City period for me was really fun basketball to watch. Yeah. But the culture of the team was so different. It was a much more, I guess, complainy, yeah. very vocal to the refs yeah. type team, which was kind of hard to see because the Clippers always kind of felt like a more working class team that would kind of put their heads down. Definitely. And just deal with stuff. Definitely. Yeah, and I feel like the the injury stuff which is maybe just the identity of the Clippers now. That seems to be a thing. They seem to, you know, everyone like one of those cursed kind of injury. Yeah, you hear teams. cursed when you talk about the Clippers a lot with other people about yeah. injuries. Blake had that horrific one. I mean, CP3 obviously. But it was really, I think that really, that did help my fandom. I did, it was, it drew me in, the Lob City stuff. It really committed, made me commit to being a Clippers fan, I guess. Because for yeah. a while, I mean, you know, it was a really fun team to watch. was a very fun team to watch. And the demise of it, which really, as far as team demises go, went as well as it could have. Yeah. Because now, it feels like there's a lot of hope. Definitely, and I think all the dominoes, fell in place you know yeah. with the the chris paul sign and trade and which then, he i mean he's he's for sure listening so big shout out to chris paul for opting in on that contract situation that was really great and then um what they were able to get as a return for the blake griffin contract oh god yeah praise which, lord jerry yeah turned into obviously shea gilders alexander yeah 
Boban. Oh, God, Boban. Tobias Harris. Yeah, I mean, it started... Avery Bradley. It kept their friendship going. I think really the biggest plus is that it kept Boban and Tobias's friendship going. Yeah. It's <laughs> they're, yeah, they're like um, twins that I hope never get separated. Yeah, I think they're... Twins they're, like the movie twins, like <laughs> Danny DeVito and oh, Arnold man. Schwarzenegger. Uh, yeah, they're a package that I feel like is going to have to be... Both those guys are going to be included in every trade if someone wants the other one. But that trade... I mean, I can't. I still can't believe that Detroit did that trade. But no, Tobias Harris. We're going to talk about this a little later. He just rejected his contract. But he's a guy who I think a lot of Clippers fans want to be a Clipper for a really long time. And I'm also a fan. Um, it was it was interesting having you know three kind of marquee players. Yeah. But I I guess I'm always kind of a fan of of teams that are. It's it's the sum of it, you know they're more than the sum of their parts. Yeah, a bunch of guys who were all kind of they make up for each other's weaknesses, which I for sure agree with that. Yeah, having those three guys, I think it was really cool, but it, it did seem like it was really hard to play within it, that system if you were even the one of those three guys or some of the role players. I think it yeah I think it limited some of the role players, and I think that um, yeah it made it, made it hard for some of the the players that we we saw come through on the Clippers squad who weren't able to gel or, you know, maybe didn't have their best seasons and then went on to flourish on other teams. Yeah, definitely. Joe Ingles, one of those guys. Uh, and, uh, like, I would even consider him Mute. Oh, yeah. He's back. Uh, a little more banged up than before, but still a great defender. Yeah. Still a great locker room guy. This, this new team is full of people who it seems like if you ran on the street, They'd be happy to see you, type of thing. Yeah, they seem approachable. Not that you should approach these men if you see them on the street. <laughs> what I, I think right now is a really exciting and fun time to be a Clippers fan. It feels like there's possibilities. Definitely, I think it's um. It also there's something about not having the big marquee stars that makes you kind of a tight knit group. Yeah, like you know, you know, like other Clippers fans, you know, you get to engage in conversations about these players that we all love. That you know, maybe if you don't follow the NBA really closely, or you're not a you're not a fan, you don't know. Yeah, it does definitely feel like you're in a little more of an exclusive club. Yeah, it's kind of cool. There's like a little bit of a, a vernacular or something. Yeah, especially in such a big city, it feels like an even more local team. Yeah, than the like it feels like we're in almost a small market if you're a Clippers fan. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, for sure. Um. Yeah, so that was kind of our breakdown of just who we are. After this quick ad, we're going to come back and just kind of talk about, I mean, the biggest news was the Kawhi trade. Yeah, we're going to go over some of the biggest free agency stuff and who we think got better and who got worse. Who got worse, yeah. So thanks for tuning in, and we'll be right back. And we're back. Hey, guys. Welcome (laughs) back to the Locked on Clippers podcast. This is, in our next segment, we're going to go over some kind of general NBA stuff, some big moves from free agency, maybe even a little chatter about Summer League. Oh, man, I do love chatter. Um, Yeah, I mean, obviously the biggest thing was the Kawhi to the Raptors trade, which, I mean, the Spurs got a great return. Yeah, who won? I want to say the Spurs. I want to say the Spurs won. Just because they got a full roster now, if that makes sense. They got a guy who's going to play. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, they have, yeah. I think that... I think that both teams did really well, but if I, you know. Yeah, it was a very, I don't think anyone got fleeced, as they say. Yeah. It wasn't a Both Detroit teams came out well. Clippers trade, where it seems pretty clear which team got fleeced in that trade. Yeah. Um, it just, it adds another Western Conference team that got better, though. 
yeah, the West, the West just keeps improving. Every team is improving. Yeah, I kind of, I you know, I don't like tanking, but I kind of miss the days when you just knew which four teams were just going to not be a threat. Yeah, it feels like that's gone, which is good for competitive yeah. balance, but hard for the Clippers who are right now kind of in, in a rebuilding while not tanking phase. I mean, what would you say that thirteen out of fifteen teams currently in the West could claw could conceivably claw their way into the playoffs? One hundred percent. And it makes, you know, for the East, it's cool. I guess it, it opens up the East a lot more. Yeah, it definitely opens up the East a lot more. I think that it is a, a win-win for the Raptors. Mm-hmm. Um, their defense is going to be astonishing, I think. Their defense is going to be a lot better. Um, it's also a much-needed change. They, you know, mm-hmm. they, they th- there's rumors that they had been shopping DeRozan, you know, in the offseason for the last last couple of seasons. I don't know, you know, how much truth there were to those rumors. Yeah. Um, but it it definitely appeared that they had ran ran it back, you know, as as many times as they could, and they they For weren't sure. really getting a different result. Yeah, they were just running that car into the wall over and over, which also is partly due to the greatest basketball player alive playing in your. Division. Oh yeah, but still, yeah, can't get swept by. <laughs> like, no. um, we had kind of just discussed this earlier. Do you think they would have fired Dwayne Casey if they knew they were going to get Kawhi? You know. I kind of wonder that because I feel like I, when your team needs a reset and you can't trade to get there, I think that the the easy move seems to be firing your coach. Just axe the coach. Axe the coach. Yeah. Um, and winning coach of the year seems to be a prerequisite to getting fired immediately. After seems that. like a curse. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't think they would have fired him either. No, I think that they. Yeah, I think they stick with Dwayne Casey one more year. It would have been, man, I hope some more info comes out about kind of like the last second negotiations for that trade. Because it would have been interesting to hear just the like. Oh, like the, like yeah, between, what was going on in the office. Yeah, like how the Raptors got tipped off that they could make actually make the deal go through. Because what the Spurs were asking from the Lakers was insane. Yeah, We're not Lakers fans, obviously, but it was a fantastic decision by the Lakers to say no to the insane haul that the Spurs reportedly wanted. Yeah, it was reportedly what? Josh Hart. Josh Brandon Hart, Ingram, Ingram, Randall, and two like, picks, two picks, yeah, which is uh, absurd. Like, I mean, I respect the Spurs for being like, if you're going to the West, we're gonna make sure that we're not screwed. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. But you know, I also appreciate that they. It was a smaller haul from the Raptors than I thought they would get, but good pieces and a pick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got Jacob Pertle. Yeah. And Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, it's Pertle, I okay. believe. Unfortunate last name. Pertle? Seems if you're young, that's a name that gets made fun of a lot. Pertle the turtle. That's not that offensive. I would roast that kid with that turtle bit. Yeah, but I just <laughs> feel like people like turtles. Yeah, that's fair. All right, well, maybe he had a pretty good childhood. Shout out to Pertle for having a good childhood and not getting ridiculed. Um, no, they got a good haul, and I think it's going to be crazy to watch Aldridge and DeRozan. Yeah, mid-range game for days. Yep, which is going to be fun, and I think Pop's going to unlock some stuff. Yeah, with that team. Yeah, he definitely seems to find um, new ways to kind of revive players. Yeah, like cheat codes and all this. And they got that, you know, they got the young point guard. Yeah. So they got a good mix of vets and young guys. Yeah, and, and Rudy Gay. Yeah, and, and yeah. if there's one person who's going to get the most out of everyone, it's going to be Pop. Yeah. Definitely. So I think this is the best coach for DeRozan to have gone to probably too. Yeah. To really maybe actually grow and add a new facet. Yeah. To his game. 
Um, I guess the other big news would be Kevin Love. Oh yeah, re-signing. Good for K Love. Yeah, go, way to get that payday. Do you think that? Do you think he's worth that? I think for Cleveland, yeah, for sure. I don't even think just for Cleveland. I would say that Kevin Love. I I don't know why he has kind of gotten bagged on recently. I think like, it's because he's a quiet guy. Yeah, but he's an all star. For sure, he's an all star. He's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Um, he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, he's just one of those nice guys who like he's not gonna lash out at the media, mm-hmm. which is good, <laughs> like from a marketing standpoint. But he really does kind of get bagged on. Yeah, I'm interested to see how his game gets to evolve now. Oh yeah, now that he doesn't have to play under not under the shadow, that makes it seem like LeBron is detrimental. But well, it just seems like they're they you know you run. Or at least in Cleveland, they they kind of ran a certain offense, you mm-hmm. know, because of LeBron, and you know he dictated that. And I think that you now have Kevin Love, and you can utilize him a little bit more from just the outside. You know, he can get more post, more post ups, and kind of. You think of, we're um, gonna see maybe some early Minnesota Kevin Love? I think that'll definitely be an aspect of it. I more also rebounds. think I also think like with his shooting and stuff, like he's he's definitely become a more well rounded player. I believe than he was in Minnesota, and he seems to be in better shape than he was in Minnesota. He was yeah. a big boy in Minnesota. He was a, he was a <laughs> thick boy. But yeah, with Sexton on that team, that's going to be a lot of people seem to. I think most people think they might not even make the playoffs, which I think is wrong. A lot of power rankings have them like just outside. Yeah, in that range. Yeah, I mean, I guess I wouldn't be shocked if they didn't make the playoffs, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Over 50% that they're not going to make the playoffs. I would agree with I that. I like Larry Nance. I would agree with that. I like Seti or Osmond. Like, they got yeah. a pretty good, they got a good crew. Those didn't are, Channing Fry come back? Yeah, Channing Fry's back. Awesome. Old man Fry. Great um, podcaster. Great podcaster. Yeah, they got a good locker room over in Cleveland, which I think is really going to help out. Because they're kind of in this weird rebuilding mode. It's also going to be, it's no longer going to be like a 24-7 Cavs show. You know what I mean? Like, I feel oh, like without. A lot of the pressure's off. They're not going to be under the same scrutiny. And I think that, you know, maybe if you're a Cavs fan, it's a bummer that they won't be talked about as much. But mm-hmm. I think if from a player standpoint, you know, you can focus on the game a little bit more. And there's, there's kind of less of the noise. Yeah. So that was two. I mean, those were two of the biggest moves so far, I think. And then I guess we're still waiting on Carmelo. Would he's going to go to the, the other chip, like the other chip to fall. Yeah, yeah. he's probably just going to go to the Rockets, which will be maybe fun to watch. I don't know. I'm one of the people who didn't think that Chris Paul and Harden would work initially, and I was proven very wrong very quickly. So I had faith in that backcourt just because Harden has experience playing with another like ball dominant point guard. Oh, good call. So I, didn't. I figured that that was going to work, and also, you know what? Uh, I know that. It's an unpopular opinion. I think that Melo still has some great seasons left in him. We'll see. I'm surprised you said seasons with an S on the end of it. I think he has, I think this is his last real run. You don't think he has two, maybe three good seasons? No way he has three. I'll give him one and a half. Um, Yeah, that's going to do it for the big uh, free agency moves. After this next break, we're going to get into pretty much just the Clippers contract sitch that happened recently with Trez and Tobias. And how much we would pay Tobias after this year. Maybe talk about our new rookies a little bit. Oh, yeah. All right. We'll be back in a sec. Thank you. Hey, guys. What's up? You're tuning in to the Locked On Clippers podcast. Uh, We're just going to jump into some of the recent Clippers signings as well as what we think the Clippers are going to do and where they're headed this season. Yeah, the biggest, the re-signing that I think a lot of fans were really excited for and kind of worried that it 
was maybe dragging time-wise was the Montrez Harrell signing. Yeah, I was um, I was a little surprised that we didn't get some some news sooner on that. Uh, and he had those sad tweets. He had a really tough day. It seemed like he was in a dark place. Yeah, there. and I mean, it was great to see a lot of fans were reaching out to him on Twitter, which was really awesome to see. Yeah, but yeah, he signed two years, twelve million. I, which I think is a bargain. Dude, I can't, I've said it, I can't believe another team didn't try and just hold the Clippers over the coals with some crazy offer that they would have been forced to match or something what like that. What were you thinking? I could have seen a team giving them like two for 20. Mm, I would see maybe two just, for 16. Just to screw us over though. Like yeah. just to be oh, like, yeah. oh, if you want to match it, you're going to have to do this. Yeah. Which I think is a great thing that happens in the NBA. But I can't believe we got him for as cheap as we did. A contending team would love to have a player like Montrez Harrell, it seems like. Yeah. And we're not a contending team yet. I mean. <laughs> we'll see. But I think everyone was pretty psyched on that. Would You have, you would have given him more, though, if we had more money to give him. I would have maybe given him $4 million more over, over yeah, two years. So 16 uh, yeah. Two yeah, for 16? 16. Yeah, 16 been, is fine. I would have been happy with that. He's fairly young. I think we'll I think we'll hook him up after his contract's over. It just depends, you know, like a, he, he's going to be one of the few guaranteed contracts going into yeah. free agency of, of 2019. Yeah. And so I think that that's really interesting. I'm, I'm glad to have him. You know, I think that he's a great rotation piece. He's a great guy you can kind of just plug in yeah it doesn't matter really he's what ready to system. go yeah he's always ready to go so much energy yeah i swear every year every every time last year when he would check into the game he would literally like sprint to and from the bench i know <laughs> it, like there were just points last season especially watching the games live because you can feel the energy so much more that i was like why it it almost seemed like and this is not to slander deandre but it almost seemed like a waste that harrell wasn't getting some more of those minutes yeah i'd agree with that deandre had a bit of a dip last year and maybe effort and vibe and i think just like athletically and everything as well mm. as well too i think that um you know unfortunately his some of that monster athleticism is on the decline yeah and i think that he's having trouble adjusting to that mm. and i think also you know maybe he was feeling undervalued or whatever but he definitely seemed less engaged he seemed engaged. He also handled it fairly well. He seemed less engaged, which I like a lot more as a fan than being like, oh, that dude's less engaged. Like, very blatantly just not trying and stuff like that. Mm, I thought there were moments that it was kind of blatant. Hmm. At least, I don't know, there are enough videos of him and Tobias and Boban dancing pregame that I was like, ah, DJ's great. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Life is good. Um, that's kind of a good segue into Tobias Harris declining the, what was it, four for 80? Yes. Yeah, four yeah. for 80 extension, which when I first read it, I was kind of freaked out about it. But it seems like discussions are still going. Mm -hmm. So he's going to get a lot more money after this year, which he deserves. And, you know, this is one of those things um, that I think is always going to be kind of a gamble, especially next season, just with the sheer number of free agents that are going to be available. And I'm not saying that this is going to happen to Tobias, but I think that if you're an agent or a player you got to be worried about your IT situation or your Nerlens Noel situation yeah. where, um, you know, maybe the money was on the table and maybe maybe you should have taken maybe it. Maybe you should have taken it. It is um, going to be pretty watered down just because there's so many great good guys. Not saying Tobias isn't a great player, but he's he's not in the tier of some of the guys who are going to be free agents. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I think he'll probably stay with the Clippers. Mm -hmm. 
I think I want to give him. He's probably gonna, you know, after this year, he's probably gonna try. How much more money do you think he stands to make? Like twenty million more? Like what's he gonna get instead? Four for a hundred? I think he'll. Yeah, probably. Which I'm I'm fine with that. I guess I give him four for a hundred. He's yeah. probably gonna push for five because he's he's gonna be twenty seven signing his one big contract of yeah, his career. Definitely, so he's he's a one big contract kind of guy. And but so I mean, I that's think, the kind of money that like, uh, I'm, you know, is is gonna transform the rest of your life. So oh. For sure, yeah, like he'll be set, and I yeah, I give him five for one ten or whatever, something like that, like a little bit of a decrease for a longer amount of time. Yeah, with whatever you know, he'll. I mean, a team option on that fifth year would be great, but it'll probably be a player option. Yeah, but if we can lock him up, there's going to be so much cap space that the Clippers have that we can lock him up as the number two, or like you have said, the one B kind of guy. Yeah, and then with another great player next to him like with a real top tier true max player i guess what signing or what like you don't have to have a specific um star in mind but what position even would you want to see center. a star at center. really we need a center but you want like a modern center like a carl anthony towns or somebody who can like shoot and yeah someone like who point for like do the forward kind of thing yeah i guess more specifically someone who can run because this yeah. team is going to be young. Yeah. After the, I mean, it already is pretty young, but like it's going to be a young team. So someone with legs who can maybe do that more modern stretch five type stuff. Totally. And I feel like this is a great time to touch on our rookies, um, Jerome Robinson and oh, Shea Gilgis Alexander. Over who, the moon about, and Angel Delgado, my guy. Yeah. That's a Chuck sleeper right there. It's <laughs> Angel Delgado. I want to see him get minutes. But that backcourt, um, Seems to be able to play at a fast speed. They're kind of blistering in transition. Yeah, um, and they're long, man. They're fast, and they're just, they're going to be a problem. Yeah, they're going to be a problem. And it's exciting. It's I think, really, really exciting. Uh, I mean, I'm so high, I'm so high on these guys right now. <laughs> I I don't even know. Like, I can't, yeah, I was. After, I think that we might have drafted, like, the best 12 and 13. I think. Back-to-back like, -back pair. Because after the draft, I was kind of, like, not shell-shocked, but just, like, man, how is this going to go? And then Summer League happened. Yeah. And it was like, oh, this might go pretty well. Yeah. Like. No, the only one that I was surprised about was um, the Jerome Robinson. But, you know, I immediately looked up some highlights, and I, I you know, like you, trust trust Jerry West, trust the logo. So. Yeah, and anyone who can put up 46 in college, you can play on my team. Definitely. You know? Um, I think that pretty much wraps up our first episode. Yeah, definitely. I think that's what we're going to do. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, during the offseason, we'll probably we'll probably be releasing once a week or as news comes up. Yeah, it's pretty slow right now. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Locked On Clips. We're always posting stuff there. Uh, but yeah, next week we'll have probably some more signing talk and we'll see you know what's going on with the rookies and stuff like that. All right. Until next week, thank you so much. This have has been Locked On Clippers. Go Clips!